Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. This one is gonna be all about LinkedIn, and we're gonna talk about a couple different aspects when it comes to LinkedIn. Not just LinkedIn Sales Navigator, but also standard LinkedIn. Shout out to Peru, I see you. Philadelphia, what's poppin'? Germantown, I see you. Canada, Canada, you guys show up all the time. Uh, I, I don't know what we did in Canada that set this off, but uh, y'all show out in force. <laughs> 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 they must they must know that I'm a Canuck. Uh yo, I don't know, dude, but they rock it. They come every single show. I see can, can, Canadians coming rocking it, dude. It's amazing. Uh okay, so maximizing your prospecting on LinkedIn. Let me introduce the man, the myth, the legend, uh Liam, Mr. Brand Stand himself. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, James, so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I'm excited yeah. to chop it up with you. Dude. This is like full circle. We've kind of been we're like, we are the same person. Like, that's, <laughs> that's real. Before we kick it off, scan this QR code, check us out at sellbetter.xyz and click over to YouTube really fast and just go subscribe to the, the Sell Better YouTube channel. You can find a lot of great stuff on the YouTube channel. All right. I'm super amped about this new partner that we've been working with. Big shout out to Clay. We love this because it gives us a platform to scale our best creative ideas. Clay can power an entire outbound motion if you know what to do with it. The data they have is insane, and one user noted it as being the sickest tool they've seen in years. So explore what it can do for you. Check out the link that we're about to put in the chat. There it is. And go ahead and explore Clay. If you haven't started checking this out yet, it's definitely some fire that you need in your life. Benefits of a strong brand we're going to kick off today with and how to get started. Like this is an important thing. Uh, let me get a one in the chat if you have an established personal brand, a two in the chat if you're like, I don't even know where to start with that, and a three in the chat if you've never even thought about what to do on LinkedIn. I'm interested to see this like development uh, in the crowd. All right. So we got a lot of established brands. I got some threes that I see rolling in right now. 1.5s. I love it, dude. <laughs> That's got that 1.5. Check out who's in the room right here. No shock. Look, I was right, man. I called it. Nice. Yep. AEs, SDRs. Yo, look at senior leadership. 20%. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> That is exciting. All right, man, let's kick it off. I want to start with the starting point, right? For the threes that are in the room and the twos that are like, I don't know what to do. Uh, so tell me about this trap. What's the trap we should all watch out for? The trap uh, is that people are terrified of posting on LinkedIn. Uh, it, people that post with reckless abandon on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and whatever other platforms there are, you talk to them about putting something out there on LinkedIn and they just freeze up and they're like, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not an expert enough. Nobody cares what I have to say. Um, and that is so unfortunate because it's not true. Uh, your network does care what you have to say. They care about your opinions. They think that you're intelligent, presumably. Um, they you know, think that you have value to add and everybody does have value to add. And you don't have to have a PhD and like write a thesis to be on LinkedIn. Uh, all you have to do is show up and share things that you're passionate about, things you care about. If you're in sales, you want to probably share some stuff that's related to your your prospects and the pain points that your solution solves. But like, yep. you can sprinkle all that in and just have it be almost conversational, right? Yeah. Um, so that is the trap that I try and get everybody to avoid. I can appreciate that. Now, you said something about banging the drum. And I think a lot of people sort of 
do this when they first kick it off? They beat that company drum. Why is this detrimental? And then for those of you in the room that are like, all right, I hear you what you're saying. I'm going to watch out for this trap. I'm not going to beat my Valprop drum. What else should I do? I'm going to leave this up for you. Capture a screenshot of this. This is a great flow that came from my man here, Liam. So uh, talk to me about banging the drum and why this is a better flow, why it works more. Yeah. So, I mean, our our LinkedIn makes you work really hard for every impression, every reaction, every comment, and and every every follower and every connection that you have, right? Yep. And so, with that in mind, you know, if you do have this audience of people that are paying attention to what you put out there, and you're just sending them promo, 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 it's going to get old really fast. It's going to get boring, right? If conversely, you share who you are, how you think. Uh, things that you're passionate about, if you deliver value on the platform and they start to see you as somebody that they enjoy following for reasons other than the promotional side of things, right? Uh, then they're not going to be as upset when you do drop the promo piece, right? Once a week, maybe like you post a CTA. It's like, I happen to be, you know, if you like my content, like I am also here for business development purposes. This is the solution that I, I sell, the service that we sell. Uh, go check it out, right? And And nobody's going to unfollow you if you send four posts a week that they care about or two or three posts a week they care about and then they see one that's promotional sure if it's five promotional posts a week they're gonna be like man like this is not there's no value for me in this uh so that's why it's important to sort of diversify the content that you create so i always encourage people if you're not posting on linkedin at all uh i say go for two or three days a week try to post right uh I, i'll usually have them create a core content category uh, exercise where they pick three buckets of things that they can talk about ad nauseum, right? Things they're passionate about that they 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 are that lights them up, uh, and then post content about those things throughout the course of the week. If you can do five times a week, do five times a week, right? That's that's better, right? Once a day, and I break it down into sort of three different things: two posts a week are personal interest. There's not math associated with these pieces of content, right? Uh, there's there's no like necessarily like a lead lead acquisition component to it. It's just you talking about what you like and what lights you up. Uh, that is going to attract people that like similar things and find value in the things that you find value in. Uh, two could be posting about problems that your clients have, right? So coming up with creative ways to get people thinking about, oh yeah, I do actually have that problem in business, right? Um, and you're not necessarily hard selling there, right? You're just sort of alluding to the fact that this is a challenge that people are, are facing uh, and the solution that you might have. Um, talk about, you know, like Morgan said earlier in the week, you know, painkillers versus antidotes, right? Do you have the antidote? Cool. That that opens the door for them to talk to you more. Uh, and then one post a week, uh, that's, you know, your direct CTA, right? That's where you're like, this is what I do. This is the product that I sell, the service that I sell, and here's why you should like it. Go get it, right? right? Or DM me to talk more about it. Yeah. And if they've, if you've built trust and you've built an affinity with your audience, you're more likely to get people that are interested in having that conversation. And that's the goal. People forget about what the goal is. I think we think the goal is to sell. <laughs> that's because somewhere along the way, somebody gave you the label of salesperson. So that was the goal that you put in your mind. The goal has to be engagement and that engagement earns a conversation and that conversation is where sales take place. Or at least in my view, that's the way that it should flow very naturally, very organically. So how do we find the line? we got some good questions here. Some folks throwing questions in the chat. Don't throw them in the chat because they get buried. We have an active chat. 
uh, go ahead and put them in the Q&A. We are going to get the questions answered. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate you. Uh, let's talk about this line between, uh, and, and I'm curious, yes or no, are you comfortable? Does your company allow you, yes or no, does your company allow you to post on LinkedIn at, at will whenever you f you like, whatever messages that you like? Does your company allow you, yes or no? Got a lot of yeses here. I remember a time when this was a no. Dude, that's awesome to see. I know, me too. I'm actually really surprised because not long <laughs> ago, there would have been a ton of no ways in there. <laughs> so that's really great. All right, so so let's let's get into this because I think this is interesting, right? And I, this quote that you threw out there was epic, right? Here's my question about this. Where's the line between prospecting on LinkedIn without crossing over into marketing messages that could get convoluted or sales messages that are you know, just pushy and ugly, uh, this brand relation, where, where's the line when it comes to this? Yeah. So, uh, I always tell people that, and, and this quote comes from years of experience that I have working in startup organizations and software companies, where a lot of the leadership team talks about encouraging their employees to use LinkedIn to build a brand. Right. But then they struggle with it because they're like, well, we don't want to infringe upon their LinkedIn profile. It's their profile. We want them to do it themselves. We don't necessarily want them to feel like they're obligated. Yeah. It's almost like the executives feel bad asking for that. Uh, and then you've got the employees who are like, well, I'd love to post on LinkedIn, but I don't think the executive team wants me to. So like, it's just a communication mismatch, right? And that's where I think when I work with companies, I encourage them to really come in the middle and just talk about it. Just have a dialogue about what we want what you want people to do, right? What are the things that you want people saying? What are the things you'd like them to shy away from? On LinkedIn, I always say, just leave politics at the door. You don't even need to go there and treat it almost like a journal, right? It's like uh, a journal that you would share with your friends, your family, and with colleagues, including executives, right? And you're like, I'm not going to say anything that's overly offensive. I'm not going to say that it's overly controversial. I'm not going to, you know, talk smack on brands. You're going to keep it professional, right? But Show your show your humor, show your passion. Like salespeople are the most fun people on earth to talk to, right? Like you're you're we're boisterous, you're extroverted. Like you have personality. That's why you do what you do, right? And so, uh, if you can share that and have that come through as part of your personal brand on the platform, you'll start to attract people to that, and that then becomes easier to have conversations with other people about the solutions that you provide and sort of getting your foot in the door. Um, because they start to be, develop an affinity for who you are. So that's how I recommend people tr think about it. You need that, right? You need that that affinity. Like you said, yeah. I like that word, that affinity. I think that affinity is key for what you're about to try to accomplish with this stranger. That's the job, talk to strangers, yeah. right? That's Affinity is a necessary component there. I want right. to talk about a poll you put out because you put out a poll recently that showed 59% of users on LinkedIn voted that they are not seeking client acquisition on the platform. So I'm going to launch this question while Liam answers this for me. What are they doing there, Liam? Honestly, they're networking. I mean, they're building relationships. Uh, they're they're um, treating it like a community, right? I think LinkedIn is becoming this interesting place. Like six or seven years ago, LinkedIn created this slogan called join the conversation. Mm. And I remember seeing that in my inbox and I was like, what are you talking about? There's no conversation on LinkedIn. Like back then, the feed was brand new. It was all just people posting press releases from their PR department or like some HBR article, which no knock on that, but like no, that's all no. it was at the time. And 
now you start to see a lot more dialogue happening. A lot of people that are just like, one of my favorite quotes is, there are no strangers here, only friends you haven't yet met, right? It's by Yates. And like, I love that quote. And and that's what's happening on LinkedIn. That's my approach to the platform. And so prior to me doing this, uh, I just, I was in a tiny house with two tiny humans and my wife who already hears enough of my noise. And so I just needed a place uh, during the pandemic to to talk to other adults and have conversation about business and, and socialize. And that's what LinkedIn became for me. Um, and so, you know, then all of a sudden, now that I've got my business, like I've got people that are reaching out to me being like, hey, I've been following you for years. I think it's amazing that you're doing this. Like you're so clearly passionate about this platform. I would love your help learning how to leverage it the way that you're leveraging it. And that's years of investment of just being myself and sharing my personality and building that affinity. And and then it pays off eventually. And that's, that's, what, that's what I'm doing. Man, you would quote my favorite Irish poet in a sell better like i said (laughs) doppelgangers man (laughs) (laughs) let's take a look at some of these results right here this is amazing uh it looks like a lot of people are here to do a lot of different things and i can appreciate that it has become quite a diverse program so let's talk about that for a second i saw this great article and i'm pretty sure that you saw the same article and it was titled linkedin's gotten weird right (laughs) Uh, I want to end with, this is actually ties right into David Cutler's question, which is in the Q&A right now. It says, but LinkedIn is for professional topics only or slightly adjacent, right? That's the question. Uh, I think it's gotten much more magnetic than that. How are people getting more creative, specific, and unique on LinkedIn to draw in their prospective clients? Yeah. I think you're seeing a lot more videos showing up. Uh, you're seeing a lot of these carousels where people are investing a lot more time in like value propositions, right? Sharing their knowledge, their wisdom. Um, I think, uh, people are, you know, using polls to, to pull their audience and sort of Mm. get a sense. And polls are fantastic, especially from like a lead qualification, like a top of funnel lead qualification standpoint. Like if you create a poll and you're like, you know, do you struggle with X, Y, or Z? All of the people that say yes are people that you should basically be putting on a list and being like, I'm going to start nurturing that person and I'm going to comment on their content and I'm going to get them familiar with just who I am and what I do and what I could help them with. Um, You know, and and I think uh, as it relates to that specific article that you were referencing, this guy announced that he was getting a divorce and he went viral. And there were all these people that were just like, why are you talking about this here? And, uh, And his answer was... Uh, because that's, it's some, it's the struggle that I'm going through as a human being and as a professional. And like, I just needed some support. And I was like, if, if that's not a fantastic encapsulation of what makes LinkedIn a unique and special place, it's that it is more of a supportive environment and it is more of a professional environment, but that doesn't mean it's not personal, right? Like professionals are people first. People have personalities. Our employers hire us because they presumably like our personality and think it'll mesh with our existing employees and with our clients and our customers. So if they encourage us to bring our our personalities to work, why wouldn't we bring them to LinkedIn as well, where we could expose external people and attract people to our brand and our company and our solution through that personality? You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And, you know, let's Let's really pull the audience for how engaged they've been on LinkedIn. Put 
your favorite influencer that you follow on LinkedIn in oh, the nice. chat. That's all I want to see. Who's your favorite influencer? Who's that person that you, when you see them in your feed, you're like, I got to know what this person says. Look, Ed Milet, good call right there. Good shot. JC Pollard, we've had him on the show. Bilal Batrawi, Mr. Mr. Death to Fluff himself, rocking it out. I was ready for that one. Nate Nisrella, great jobs. Shout out Sam McKenna. Sam Sales, when she did show me that you know me, I immediately thought of LinkedIn, right? <laughs> that, that like magnetic personality. Oh, Mel Robbins. Who do you see in here that you like, man? Uh, so Daniel Disney's awesome. Uh, Leah Turner, Richard Vanderblom, those those folks that Donnie just dropped in. Um, also, Donnie Boyvin is a fantastic person to follow. He's uh, he's he's lives in Texas. He's always showing pictures of his farm and his goats. It's great. He's in that's that. cool. Uh, Will Allred, I love their stuff. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great names in here. Uh, Justin Welsh, you know, R Richard Vanderblom is a great person to follow for sure. If you are trying to really understand the ins and outs of LinkedIn. Uh, he's an OG and he's been doing it for a really long time. So I highly recommend him. Yeah, I see Gary V in here. Shout out to Gary V as well. Everybody's been looking at Gary V for many, many years now. I've learned quite a bit from just following his content. Uh, all right. I can't let you leave the show without two things. One, a sales navigator tip because we can't talk about LinkedIn and pipeline driven LinkedIn actions without considering LinkedIn sales navigator. And yep. then we're going to get to the Q&A because there are some good Q&A questions in here so talk to me about talk to me about uh sales navigator nuggets uh, how can people use the features in navigator to help them to use their brand to sell so sales navigator is amazing for a number of reasons but primarily all the different filters that you have capabilities to use right and the biggest one is the posted on linkedin in the last 90 days filter yep. um 90 of people on linkedin just lurk they don't actually pay attention they don't contribute content that's a big number it's a very big number, um, but just because that they don't necessarily post content on a regular basis doesn't mean that they're not looking and paying attention. That's right. But that creates an opportunity for you to be one of the few people that supports the few people that do post, right? So if you're creating a lead list and say you're targeting like uh, you know your ideal customer profile and you're um, looking for folks, you know you might have like fifteen thousand leads, and then you turn on that posted in on LinkedIn in the last 30 days uh, filter and it'll whittle it down to like 3000, right? And so at least you know that those people are on LinkedIn and they're sharing stuff every now and then. And yeah. if you save those people to a cohort within Sales Navigator, you can basically create your own little micro feed that's just those folks. So I have all sorts of different cohorts of people that are in my Sales Navigator instance. I got I got to tell you, I got to tell you, you'll show it to us. Let's see. It. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if you uh, if you go into uh, let me hang on one sec. No, it's no worries, guys. We're gonna see something that I don't. I'm not. I'm not doing this right now. Many cohorts that have a specific context that you know you can always back into and use as a resource for contextual outreach, which I think is something we all kind of struggle with pretty regularly. What's the context of my outreach for this human? Right. Okay. So uh, everybody on the on the calls familiar, I would imagine, with Sales Navigator lead filters, you set them up, you, you know, all that good stuff. So you have all these saved searches that you can you can uh, put in. So I created one for the purpose of uh, of, of this call that was, well, sell better, or is it? I don't know, I'm looking at all these titles though, pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, so this was the one that I created. Um, 
And so let's say, hypothetically speaking, you're looking for some medium-sized businesses, 51 to 500 employees, people that are in the sales function, decision makers in sales, right? Chief revenue officers, et cetera. And you're selling into the financial services industry. You want to see all of these filters. Um, if I turn off the posted on LinkedIn filter, I have three and a, three and a half, uh, 3,500 people to, to, to consider. If I filter by posted on LinkedIn, it's only 700. So then you can save these folks. You can save these folks to a list. And so I have this sales execs finance list, right? And then when you go to your homepage, you can filter by a specific lead list. So there's my sell better sales execs. Now I did this last night, so they haven't populated yet because sales navigator usually takes 24 hours. But to give you an example, like from my world, right? If I'm going in here and I'm basically saying, show me all of the first degree, small, medium-sized business founders in my network. And then I see all their posts from within here on LinkedIn. And there's no algorithm, right? There's no like involvement of the algorithm. So I'm getting to see everything, right? And then you click view. And then from here, you can just drop a comment or a like or a reaction. And every micro, every ad you take, every action you take on LinkedIn is a micro ad for your personal brand and by extension, your company, right? And so if you start commenting on these folks' content, they're like, oh, who is that person? And because most people on LinkedIn have six people reacting in one comment, if you're one of those people, they're going to look at your profile and then they're going to see what you do. And then if you start showing up, like, you know, the, the rule of sevens, right? Seven touches to get a response. Same thing applies here. You reach out to them for a period of two weeks, and then after two weeks, they become familiar with your name, and then you connect with them, and then you hit them in the DM, or you have a conversation with them within the comments, and that makes it easier to have that opening conversation. That is, in a nutshell, what it does. And so I just have a bunch of these different lead lists that are in here, uh, and I just filter it out. So if I'm looking for people local to my city, I just do that. And so I live in here. I mean, I love it because I can I can bulk comment all the time this is this is remarkable because i think it's the beginning of the dance the dance that we often do with our prospects where we know that there's this back and forth that has to take place so how do we find these triggers right and this is a great way to constantly have your eye from that overhead view of all the little triggers that you need to be able to see at once that give you that need that contextual outreach that you're about to do Uh, so i like the little mini cohorts that you're creating there because they come complete with that context and that relevant thing that you saw. Uh, yeah. And you know, one of the things you said to me was, we have to earn the right to have the conversation. I love that because I've often said that opportunities are not created. We think they are, but they are actually earned every step of the way, right? Uh, so well, let's talk about yeah. some standout features. Uh, I, read this, I read this great article that said, or I heard this stat, that 67% of decision makers look to social before giving a seller time. Um, we talked about the difference between buying signals and conversation signals. So talk about that with me for a minute. What's the difference between the two in your mind? I mean, I think um, conversation signals are more along the lines of, uh, you know, are people interested in, in talking to you, right? Like the, yeah. the the actual back and forth that you have with folks, you're showing support for them, they're showing support for you, they're interested in you. Um, it's very top of funnel stuff. Like there, it's, it's that like, oh, it's, I'm looking at their profile. I'm trying to get an understanding for who they are, why they're there, what they're doing, you know? Um, that That's kind of the thing that leads to the buying conversation, right? But it's higher, higher level. 
Um, and it's, you know, if you set alerts for people that you're always commenting on, like you're just building a rapport with them without even them realizing that you're in sales and you're trying to sell them necessarily. Yeah. But when you do go in for the sell, if you've been supporting them, they're going to be a lot less knee jerk sort of, no, 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 get away from me because they've, they've seen you supporting them. So it's yeah. not going to be as harsh. Less, less cringy is what it yeah, is, right? That's a good Everybody question. got the cringe. Uh, type the word cringe if you've gotten yeah. some sales outreach in the past from a stranger and got like the cringies. Uh, I feel like, man, I get I get it all the time, dude. Yeah. Sometimes read something and you're just like, oh, that was so bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mark has a good question here. How do you grow your audience? What if your current audience doesn't fit your current product offering? Uh, what's the limit that you should stick to in clicking connections? It's a good question. Great question. Uh, LinkedIn lets you do 150 a week, typically, um, without sort of telling you to pump the brakes. So I always encourage people to try and add, you know, between 10 and 20 new contacts a day that are within your ICP. Um, and it depends, right? Like in some cases, you're adding uh, folks directly in the DMs and you're sending them a direct connection request and other pe people don't really care if you do that or not. So you just like connect and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but that's a big way to do it. The other way is commenting on other posts that are target, like people like Justin Welsh who have massive followings, right? If you can time your comment to when they drop a comment, drop, drop a post, then you're benefiting from the, all the traffic that's coming to them. People are reading your posts. Uh, if you hang out in the post sections, like the comment sections are where the party's at on most people's posts anyways. Uh, <laughs> and you can, you can find people there too. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not just people who are posting. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one way to do it. And just every action you take is a micro ad. So like, be mindful of that. Do you bulk comment with any authenticity? Is there a way to do this or is everything a manual touch? I do everything manually. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a purist when it comes to that stuff. I mean, <laughs> it's my, it's my voice. It's my brand. Like, yeah, I, I, there's no reason to hack it. Um, and I, and I just leave comments when I, I, I feel inspired to do so, um, you know, and, and I think you do end up having conversations with people and it's, and people start looping you into different threads. And like, once you get to that point, like there's a lot of people that become aware of what you're about and they'll bring you into conversation. So, uh, Susie is in an interesting position. We'll make this our last question. Uh, Susie is about to switch industries and she posts or wants to post about golf and other passions that are personal. Is that okay uh, to like add those humor and those quotes and those memes? Is that acceptable on LinkedIn today? Great question, Susie. And congratulations on switching industries. Yeah, congratulations. That, that is a great question. Um, I, I think, you know, everybody's comfort level is their own. It's different, right? So you have to do what sort of feels right for you, but I, I and, and your company depends on what your company's, you know, approach to it is. But I say, yeah, like let people see who you are as a person. Like what is it about you that uh, makes you tick. And, you know, we're so much more than our resume. We're so much more than our title. Uh, our employers recognize that and our colleagues recognize that and our clients recognize that. I mean, golf and sales, like, yeah, post about it all the time. Like that's the, that's the joke is that we get to hang out on Fridays at the golf course, right? Like it's totally fine to talk about your passions and, and talk about if you like cooking, if you're, you know, what it's like to be a working parent. I talk about that all the time. Like I, I'm like, the things that make me tick are things that I want to share. It's a window into my world. And if you give people a window into your world, they'll look through it. And sometimes they'll want to come in and hang out. And that's when good, good, good things happen. 
I love that, dude. If you give people a window into your world, they're going to want to look through it. And sometimes they're going to want to come inside, open the door, let them come in. It's cold out there. That's real, man. Hey, I want to thank everybody for coming out and spending time with us. We know that it is valuable time spent. So we hope you got something out of the show. Uh, You're going to get a survey that we want to know how we did. What can we do to improve? Did you like this show today? Uh, What feedback do you have for us? Liam, thank you for sharing your wisdom today, my friend. My, my pleasure, man. Thanks for giving me a, a microphone to do it. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll see everybody on LinkedIn. Yeah. Make sure you follow us. Sellbetter.xyz is the website. Connect with me at Say What Sales on every platform known to man. I do not meet strangers, just friends that I have not met yet. That's you. One more time. Hey. I'll see you soon, everybody. Have a great day and a great weekend. Have a good one, everyone. Bye, y'all.